Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Welcome, I'm your host, Tony D'Urso, and I want to thank you for being with us today as we dive into the new media environment and we figure out what we should be doing to level up our business. Now, our listeners have grown, and I really appreciate you letting some of your friends know about this show. It's all about friends helping friends, and we need that more than ever today, don't we? And it's also about turning your vision for your business, for your life, turning that vision into a reality. So please... Share this with anyone that you feel will be helped by this. Today, we're going to discuss winning in media with Tom Lavecchia. So let me ask you, how familiar are you with today's media landscape? Do you think it's any different from the year before or the year before that? Are you using the same techniques to get your brand out there in the world? And how about social media? How much do you rely on it? Is it the end all? Meaning... Do you only do social media to promote your business? I mean, only social media. Now, your business may not be big enough for radio, billboards, magazines, and so forth. So you think. But do you have any budget for them to get more prospects and sales in the door? Now, I'm not advocating this one way or the other. I'm not saying go do billboards and all that. But I'll bet you haven't looked at all the new options available today. Have you? Exactly. Well, we're going to look at all of this with fresh eyes and update what you know about today's media environment. Meet Tom Lavecchia. He's the founder and president of X Factor Media. He's a best-selling author, and he runs the New Theory magazine and podcast, which is for forward thinkers like us. And I asked him to join us today to show us how to pivot digitally, just pivot, just switch, and how to do that now. Let's find out more and talk to him. Hi, Tom. Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. So glad to have you with us today. Thanks for having me, Tony. It's a pleasure to be here. Tom, we are all looking forward to learning more about winning in media. And I haven't mentioned, I've been on your show. I just wanted to let people know, check out that podcast. We go over some great things. It was a great show. I had such a blast. I gave out a lot of help to his audience. And I asked Tom to come on to my show and do the same. And I got a lot of questions about this because, you know, those questions I just asked, some of them I can't really answer. Yes, yes, I'm doing that or whatever. I mean, it's this is a brain opener because sometimes you get into a rut and a routine. And I really want to learn more for myself as well. But before we do that, let's kind of fill in our audience on you and, and your backstory and tell us, how did it all start for you, Tom? Absolutely. So I went to... Rutgers University, New Jersey, uh, state school. I was working uh, full-time at a, at a corporation. I also decided to do my MBA, <clears throat> which I did part-time. So a total of 15 years in corporate, which I got two different degrees. And I had a great run in corporate. Uh, worked in the pharmaceutical space and medical device space. So loved corporate. It was great. Um, and then I was like, you know what? I want more. You know, Tony, just like you probably had the itch, I wanted more. And I decided to start my media, uh, for, media firm, X Factor Media, I did a full-service digital marketing firm about 10 years ago. So I really saw things change, and I really saw people like not totally get it, and I still think they don't. Some do, some don't. The ones that are winning do, and the ones that aren't winning don't, uh, to be candid. 
And uh, we hung our shingle about almost 10 years ago, and I never looked back from corporate. It's very interesting. Now, as you were going through classes, you're going through corporate, and I did my own stint, and after a while, you just want to leave, and that's a whole different topic. But at one point, you said, hey, I'm going to, you know, I want to create this magazine, this podcast. I want to create this whole new entrepreneurial life. Tell us about that vision and some of the steps that led you to building that company. So on the marketing side, I was kind of like what I call a block and tackle marketer. You know, you do SEO, if you have a website, maybe a little pay-per-click, right? And then I started to do some PR, you know, and I would kind of be begging people, hey, Tony, let me get in your magazine or let me get my client in your magazine. Or I would buy media and local magazines and pay money to these people or pay a lot of money to Google. So I kind of said, hey, wait a second, why can't I get those payments? You know, I like creating content. I know a lot of people that want to create content with me for free and paid. And let's create a little bit of a platform that could put people together. And then from there, I'll be on the other end of getting the money instead of paying the money. So that's how New Theory was started. Um, Later started the podcast when I almost went broke twice. Um, Because publishing is a tough business, probably tougher than even podcasting in terms of monetization. And um, decided to start a podcast. I had to let my whole staff go. It was on my last legs. And I started a podcast. I wanted to get my voice out there. Because for a while now, five years, we have New Theory, New Theory Podcast, and I haven't looked back. So uh, the media portion is part of our mix of you know revenue centers for X-Factor Media. And not to get too into what happened the last year and a half, but that diversification really saved my butt, Tony. And again, I know, like, don't put your eggs in one basket. Don't, you know, put goal in on one thing. That holds true, uh, and I'm a testament to that because when the media kind of went down because people weren't buying ads, the marketing kind of saved my butt. You know, it's not as high margin. It's not as glamorous. It kind of got me through it, and now the media is kind of inching its way back. Tom, you've done quite a bit because a majority of podcasters, some 80 85%, don't make it to the next year. And while you have other uh, events or not events, you have other types of business um, businesses that all work together. Podcast is important and is a big part of it. And you've been very successful at it. But I feel that there's something more. You're just not doing it for the money. Is there some overall purpose? Like why? What's, what's the reason that gets you up uh, every day to go work on this? Great question. Believe it or not. And one thing I probably, Tony, failed miserably at is people have podcasts for like a strategic reason or purpose, right? Or strategic reason versus a purpose. And many of them say, hey, it's a way to maybe use it as a Trojan horse to get new clients, maybe get their personal brand out to bring on coaching clients, maybe to get their product out, their service out there. I generally, genuinely started a podcast over four years ago with the sole goal of really learning from really uber successful people and extract and unpack what makes them successful. And that's kind of why I do it. And that's kind of why I did it. I don't really make a lot of money on the podcast per se. It probably represents 1% of my gross revenue per month at most. And it probably takes up, as you know, probably about 20% of my time. But what I learned about the principles from really successful people and some not so successful people who messed up in life I'm able to sit there and forget about the MBA. I'm able to sit there and get a whole PhD in life just by chatting with people like you face-to-face and having these open and deep dialogues. We're going to dig into quite a bit of this in just a moment. And we're talking with Tom Lavecchia about winning in media. 
And you can find him at newtheory.com. And I don't have to spell that. I usually spell out the URLs, but it's newtheory.com. All right, Tom, let's get into your vision path and let me understand this. Let me go into the whole thing and let me start here. We think we understand the playing field. I want to understand what's changed that makes us give it a new look. And I also, maybe that's part of it. Why is it new theory? If it's, if it's the same, great. Otherwise, take it apart. But let's go explain this and explore this. What's the playing field out here? Well, I always say, kind of our tagline, if you will, is uh, the evolution of thought begins with a new theory, right? Usually a new theory is formula, uh, formulated when there's some evolution of thought or thinking. In terms of the playing field, it's, the media landscape is much, much different now. Forget about like social media. Social media has been around for 13 years religiously and is an important part of the everyday mix. People are consuming media differently. They're consuming news source differently. It's having an, affection, uh, an effect on all aspects of life. But in terms of how media is consumed and what media is consumed, over probably the last seven to eight years has dramatically changed. Right now, if you're not, if you have a business and you're not into rich media, well, what is rich media? This, podcasting, video, infographics, deeper graphics, some interactive uh, writing, different types of sound, that's rich media. And the truth of the matter is, if you're just still blogging or still writing or still just posting pictures, um, you know, 2013 called, they want their strategy back. But now is the time to get into rich media and to go an inch wide, mile deep on, on rich media for your business. I get you. And, you know, you mentioned something and I've I should have brought this up on multiple interviews in the past. You said something about consuming media. And we're entrepreneurs, we're small business owners here, and we get this concept of the a different definition of consuming. What do you mean? What what is this consuming media all about? What is it? So it's funny because I, you know, we have clients on the agency side and they're like, Well, you know, I don't, you know, want to get into podcast advertising. And then I'll bring up a quote, like, where did you hear that? Oh, is this through a podcast while I was running in the park or while I was on the treadmill or you know, um, what's your favorite show? This show, and it's only on YouTube. So people are consuming not only different types of content, but in different places. So for example, sometimes I go to sleep, and my fiance does not like this. Um, when I go to sleep, I will play and listen to a YouTube, right? Like it, it's video, but I still I don't have any Apple music and stuff. So I'll listen to it. I'm next to the pillow, and I'll help you go to sleep, and I'll listen, I'll consume content. I'm huge on YouTube right now. I think YouTube is um, not just the now, but the future. I think people can get away from traditional programming. They kind of want to go to original programming. They want to go to real and raw. Um, so just we consume it differently in terms of the type of content and then where it is. Again, like a podcast on Apple iTunes that you walk in the dog in the park or someone's watching YouTube before you go to sleep or even listening to YouTube, like in my case. All right, Tom, let me get this. Are you saying that YouTube is going to be bigger and that we should put more focus on YouTube as like the new environment, almost even like, well, we thought we knew YouTube, but it's even more bigger. Is there something new about this? Absolutely. Because if you look at smart TVs, right? And right now I have a hard box in one of my, only one of my TVs, This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about 
Winning in Media with Tom Lavecchia. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. At my age, I usually don't take naps. In fact, it's quite rare since I moved closer to nature, God's country. I drink a fair bit of coffee as I started on it, a Sicilian breakfast, when I was about five years old. I've loved it ever since. However, one recent afternoon, we're back to present time now, my wife made me a delicious cup of English tea, Indian style. Shortly afterwards, my head got heavy, my sight grew dim, I'm thinking of a song right now, and my mental focus plummeted. I was forced to take a nap. However, the mail had arrived earlier and I had this amazing elixir. That's what it said. And it works amazing for coffee drinkers. Let's add tea drinkers to that also. So I drank the tiny bottle and then I literally forgot all about taking that nap and I carried on with my work. It's called Magic Mind. And I understand why that name was chosen. So, as the story goes, I woke up nearly an hour earlier the next morning. I woke up refreshed and started my day not realizing what had literally happened from just one tiny dose. I took that next shot with my morning coffee and again, I never got tired throughout the day and then again, I woke up earlier the next morning and fully awake. After a few days or so, I didn't count. I noticed another phenomenon with magic mind. I felt like I just had the best news in my life. Something was different and I couldn't really put a finger on it, but it was just like getting great news. You know how uplifting that always is. Magic Mind says it helps give a sharper mind, steady energy, even if you drink coffee or tea, and provides immune support and less stress. Who would think that comes out of a tiny dose once a day? Well, I must tell you, this is the stuff. This is not like getting wired. It's like getting dialed in. Magic Mind is the daily morning drink for creators, entrepreneurs, and freelancers. It's the daily drink for you. I firmly believe you will love it. I really do. It's yummy, too. It's got nootropics. Look that up. And you get 20% off. How cool is that? Let's do this today. Go to www.magicmind.co Tony, promo code T-O-N-Y-2-0. That's M-A-G-I-C-M-I-N-D dot C-O slash T-O-N-Y, promo code T-O-N-Y-2-0. Click on, yes, I want to be more productive. Make your purchase and then enter Tony20 for 20% off. How cool is that? Check it out and tell me how you like it. Magicmind.co slash Tony, promo code Tony 20. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Winning in Media with Tom Lavecchia. And check out my Elite Entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts or you can find everything back to day one at TonyDurso.com slash podcast. And now back to the chat with Tom. But the other four T's, TVs all go by apps. And even the cable company is one of those apps, right? Whether you're Samsung or one of their LG, you're, it's basically an app-based system. I have young kids. <laughs> I have, often have to go 
to the apps and play YouTube on the screen to be the de facto babysitter or to watch a YouTubers or content creators that they're watching. Uh, I would probably say YouTube probably represents 40% of the screen time on my TV with children. Um, total screen time, household screen time. And that's because it's one of the most popular apps on there. They have YouTube TV, which is a streaming service that people pay 40 bucks a month that they have access to. And I think eventually it's going to be combined where it's going to be both, right? Especially the Google behind it. So I don't know about you, but I watch a lot of YouTube on my big screen now uh, versus watching even my Xfinity cable or even Netflix. I, I understand that it's a visual world and I myself find myself watching more media also on well, on YouTube, Rumble, BitChute and, and various other places I'll go because not just one source. And, I'm, and, I, and I did not used to do that before. So to me, that's uh, I'm growing into more and more visual. I mean, if there's someone here, I am, this is an audio show, 90 Ninety some percent of my audience is all audio. It's it's been it's been built up that way, and now I've added video because it, for the audience that wants the video, but it, but it still is separate. So that's kind of so that in a way is new for me. And I'm thinking of my audience, my the entrepreneurs, small business owners, and so forth, and they're thinking, well, does this mean they should do more video? communications about their business and put it on YouTube or they should promote on video platforms. I kind of kind of want to walk them through what would be a best practices and what we think would be the future for them on this. Yeah, I, I, um, I, I have a full marketing team. I don't have an editor and staff for audio or video. So if they outsource that, it gets very expensive, especially if you have a podcast that you're making zero revenue on an episode or it costs you $70 to edit the economics really don't work. However, um, I was audio only for probably three and a half years. Um, and I probably never scraped more than 50,000 downloads a month. I worked with you for a little bit. You got me to that point because you're great. Um, so I never scraped 50,000. And then when I decided to do a little video, I do live to tape similar, like I did audio. So a little editing time. And I peaked at 250,000 on video alone. I kind of tapered off a little bit. Um, and my mix is basically probably, it was, you know, hundred percent audio, zero video. I went to 90% audio, 10% uh, video, sorry, 90% video and 10% audio. And then now it's probably 80, 20, but video is still by far, uh, for four X of my audio listener and had a four year head start. And there's a reason for it, right? So YouTube has a much bigger audience, about 2 billion people go on YouTube. Um, you also, if you're monetized, they want to serve up your, your show because they're going to get money for it, right? So YouTube's incentivized by doing it, right? Whereas audio is kind of the inverse. I pay Libsyn or whatever, you know, people use. I use Libsyn. I pay to get host on there, right? And I don't, I'm not big enough there. Interesting enough is I do enough of my total catalog to, 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 to get monetized, but not on an individual show basis. So I can't necessarily monetize my, um, my audio. So my, my audio is just a brand build for the show. So what I do is I try to get sponsors for the show and do on-air reads. What? On audio and video, so it covers the expenses. My point being is the inverse, at least for me, has happened where the video far usurped the audio listeners. That's very interesting on the sponsors putting them on the video. I'm just thinking of this for our audience. What is it about the marketing 
on YouTube that just took it right out the roof. You've got such a huge amount of followers on YouTube now that you didn't have before. And what is it about marketing and what can we learn from you on this? So one, be consistent, put out a lot of content. Uh, I had a previous show that did like 100 episodes in about nine months, which is a lot. Um, I started a new show recently called Armchair MBA, in addition to New Theory. And in about a month, I think I did about 25 episodes. I just create a lot of content and I'm consistent about it. And it's really what we call tonnage, right? If you don't get a first, a lot of, you know, if you have a lot of listeners in the first one, maybe the second one might make it, the third one might make it, then the fourth one gets shared and the fifth one gets shared and then has a cumulative effect. So I like to hit hard and fast, build up the ecosystem, and then maybe slow down once it's kind of built. It's very interesting. Okay, so we've got the YouTube, and is is that the key thing that you believe that businesses are overlooking and should use to get their brand out there, to get their message, to get promoted? That's that's the biggie. Not not all businesses have a have a video a YouTube video platform as well. Well, I would I would you know I always look for congruency, so it all depends what type of business you have. And I would also look to be an inch wide, mile deep. So what I mean is, let's just say you're a local flower shop. You want to be visually enhancing. So that would be more play itself to a Pinterest, uh, a Flickr, or maybe uh, obviously Instagram. So if it's more still photos of your arrangements, then you might want to incorporate those mediums, right? If you're maybe a wedding um, florist, you might want to capture, if you could, some of those moments for the weddings. Hey, would you mind sending a little tidbit over of, you know, walking down the aisle and a little bit of motion along with the floral arrangements that can win. And that's video. And the cool thing is you don't have to necessarily go onto YouTube to do video now. Video, you have reels, which I think are up to three minutes long. Um, and then obviously IGTV. Another area, Tony, which I don't know if you're on yet, but for one of our businesses, we're doing really well with TikTok. TikTok is killing it. Um, and just like all social media is aging up. So when the kids get on there, the parents want to go on there and see what they're about. But you'd be surprised. There's probably more parents on than kids for TikTok and TikTok's exploding. I've just interviewed someone with an enormous audience on TikTok. I actually have a few shorts on TikTok and it needs some promotion because by themselves, they just don't take off. You've got to let people know. That's kind of part of it with any social media. Now, I have some social media that's doing really well. I've got some a, a great number of followers, and I'm very grateful for it. But it takes working it. It takes engaging. It takes promoting it. For example, I've put, you know, as I mentioned, I put some, some shorts on TikTok, and by itself, it just doesn't do anything. You have to promote it, promote it, promote it. Any tricks of the trade or tips that you could give us on how to maybe cut through the chase on that? So in our portfolio, we have a great um, magazine called New Jersey Digest. I won't talk about too much of the stuff because I want to thin out the message, but with a diversification strategy of New Jersey Digest. And we have a great TikToker, I call her Christine TikTok, and she just gets the algorithm. She understands the algorithm. She released a video the other day, which I thought was okay. I could tell when her video is going to do better or worse, but I thought it was okay, nothing crazy. But then it was released, it got 55,000 views in one day. I said, wait a second, it's not about what I like. She understands the algorithm and knows what the algorithm likes. And when you know what the algorithm likes, it will get more eyeballs. And you know this, Tony, every media impression has a dollar value to it. You know, so if you have a video, one of our videos did 300,000 views. 
if I wanted to get YouTube um, exposure to get 300,000 views, it would probably cost me as much as three grand. So, so we're getting three grand in media for free because we created some pretty, like I said, like to say dope content, you know? So by creating that good content, that's the other thing too. Good content always wins. So if you create good content, it's not just about tripping the algorithm and tickling the algorithm. It will know it's good content because people will like it. They will share it. They will comment it. And usually the good content, like, like the cream always rises to the top. When you talk about content, one of the things that flashes in my mind right away, Tom, is keywords and SEO and saying it the right way. Because we can say the same message different ways and some are listened to more often. Any tips or advice you could give us on that? So I can speak to YouTube and like Google. Always try to keep 65 characters or less. The engine does, tends to cut off after that point. I know it's maybe an older thought. But, and number two, put what, um, put what your subject is earlier. So, for example, let's say for Tom Lebecchia, you're going to get you, – I'm a little bit more popular, right? And you want to get more views based off my name. I would say Tom Lebecchia talks about blah, blah, blah. In the copy of the body, I would say Tom Lebecchia, blah, blah, blah. And I would hashtag my name. Again, if I was a bit more popular. And by having that alignment on the optimization, tends that you'll not go wrong on any platform by putting – the subject you care about and want notice first, and then let the algorithms take care of themselves. I often adjust titles. If I see the discovery, meaning you have your audience, you could do some paid posts, but if you have discovery, which means people finding it organically is low, I'll change titles and sometimes I fix it. This is the Tony D'Urso show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about Winning in Media with Tom Lavecchia. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. I love that sound. That's the sound we've all grown up with that indicates a sale. Some of us may remember the old cash registers that require you to input the amount of the sale and then pull a handle When the handle is pulled, you get that bell sound and the cash drawer opens up. And it's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. When I first started podcasting, I didn't have much to sell. And today we're providing podcast marketing services, consulting, and of course, I've written a few books. And we're not stopping there because success is a million milestones on a forever evolving path. I love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. You're an entrepreneur, so what do you have to sell? Custom watches that you made? Nicely framed prints? Go ahead and search for what to sell on Shopify and you'll be amazed at the suggestions. Perhaps that will stimulate you to create another great selling product. And Shopify powers over 2 million businesses from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite 
of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Synchronize your online and in-person sales. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Let's do this. Go to shopify.com slash Tony, all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash Tony right now. Shopify.com slash Tony. That's S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash T-O-N-Y. All lowercase. Try it today and tell me how you like it. Shopify.com slash Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Winning in Media with Tom Lavecchia. And if you podcast, let's get you more engagement on your episodes with thousands of visitors checking out your content. Would that be cool? Go to Tony, D-U-R-S-O, dot com slash grow and see how we can help you. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O, dot com slash G-R-O-W. And now back to the chat with Tom. I've seen a couple different um, changes over the, I think, the last year for sure on on that that line, we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, we're talking about that title line, the the title of the video, the title of whatever it is. It's it's sixty five or so characters, and there's a point where it it won't accept any more characters on YouTube, and it's the same with BitChute, Rumble, and these others. There's there's a length. I've been seeing some people putting hashtags on those, so you know it's like Tony Pierce interviews Tom Lavecchia, and then it would be hashtag, you know, new theory or whatever. And I'm like, is that the new trend? Is that, does that help a lot or what? Depending which platform, hashtags work better, obviously like an Instagram or Twitter. And then you can put as much as 15. They say maybe do five micro, five macro and five big. Experiment with them, see what works or what doesn't. And stop cutting and pasting the same hashtags each time because that does not work. But just throw a few hashtags in there. Again, do a lot of testing. And then test again, and then retest, and keep finding what works. And then once you find out what works, try to wash, rinse, and repeat. This confuses me, because in the hypothetical case, when this video comes out, I'm going to promote this video. It's going to be Tony D'Urso, Tom Lavecchia, talking about winning with digital media. And that's probably all that's going to fit on the main line. Because because I, I don't have a huge following, probably about 9,000 subs almost on YouTube. And when I, and I'm not, I'm thankful for each sub, but it's still considered a micro account in the grand scheme. So I'm going to share it with my community, right? Probably only 20% of my community will see it. because That's the way the algorithm works, right? So because I'm not a big name, I would actually lead with an evergreen topic. And then our names like uh, use media to grow your business in 2022 and with Tom Lavecchi and Tony D'Urso. So the evergreen optimization is there. And when you put 2022, it'll at least show that it's current and have a better chance of coming up. And you'll get a, like who, those who know, like, and trust you 
know, like, and trust you, right? <laughs> the few people that know, like, and me, that know, like, and trust me are going to see it. I want you to, I want to be discovered. I want us to be discovered by people when we put an evergreen, right? What's evergreen mean? Pretty much full time, you know, 365 will be available, you know, via search and it's not seasonal, right? Um, and by putting 2022, you have a, a year and a month to get it viewed. So that's how I would optimize the tone. And we should have a little fun with it. We should, we should put it up with that type of title, right? And then look to see your discovery versus previous videos. And then we'll send each other a, a beer or a cappuccino if it, if it goes uh, higher than the previous. Uh, yeah, I'm all there for the cappuccino. Tom, we're going to go, we're going to do that off here. And uh, the point I wanted to make on this is, that title is just a title. It, okay, we're going to play this game and we're going, to, we're going to come up with something as best as possible, as straightforward as possible about what the show is it's going to be the truth. Just, it's just how you say it. But in the body, in the content, if the AI, if the search engine or whatever goes in the rest, we're talking about podcasting, marketing, branding, getting messages. Doesn't that play a factor in, oh, in that YouTube or that platform promoting it to people interested in that message as well? You can put that as a supporting statement. So how to use media to grow your business in 2022, repeat it in, in, um, in the first line and then say, Tom and Tony discuss the use of podcasting and other rich media such as blah, 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 blah. And check this out to learn more or watch this video to learn more. And by having it in the title, there might be a chance where somebody may say, hey, does podcasting make sense in 2022 for your business? And you may have a chance of coming at that as well. But it doesn't hurt to have it there. And then for YouTube, generally keywords on WordPress and websites don't work. Like when you put the little keywords in the bottom in your SEO plugin, it doesn't really work as much. However, um, it does still work for YouTube in the title and title tags, like the, the tags they call them. And I still believe they do work for YouTube. So to make it clear for the audience, that title, that 65 or whatever character title is very key in getting the attention of the, of the intelligence behind that platform, the AI or whatever, their algorithms, logarithms, et cetera, to get them to promote it more or, or not promote it as much. And, you know, I've, I've had the adverse happen to me last year, you know, but that's, that's a whole different story. My, my YouTube is, uh, because I said some some things that were true about how to help productivity, I didn't use the right words, and it came across as as something else. And YouTube gave me less visitors on that, which is really really strange. But but that was just on YouTube. Everywhere else, it's just it's blown it's blown up. So so the so the point on that is that there are the different there are different platforms, I guess, that think differently. They have AI. They have computers that are very smart, but they're also myopic. You say a word and they think that that's what it's all about. It's getting better though. It's getting better though. Because AI does use machine learning and it's constantly adjusting those iterations. So it, 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 the speech used to be, right? It used to be SEO centric. I didn't mean to cut you off, Tony, but, but SEO, SEO centric, meaning how to grow your business in you know, 2022. And if you didn't, if you didn't type that in, it didn't come up, but who talks like that? You know, <laughs> like people talk like, or write like, well, we'll get this voice in a second, but people talk like, Hey, 
Um, and when they, when they do write, look, I'm looking to expand my business through alternative forms of marketing. And that's what it's called long tail. Long tail is five words or more. Like, for example, for, I used to work a lot with plastic surgeons. You know, every time I look at me, I'm like the plumber with the leaky pipe, but, but I used to work a lot with plastic surgeons. I'm like, they were like, well, I typed in plastic surgeon NYC and I didn't come up number one. Well, you don't want to come up for number one for a plastic surgeon NYC. You want to come up for best plastic surgeon for male breast reduction in New York City. And what happens when you come up for the, the real search, the semantic search, the real search terms, that's when you win. While everybody's fighting for these keywords, we want to come up for a long tail and where you want to come up, right? Now, that's kind of for SEO purposes, right? But for video, right, for video, um, the same goes for voice, right? So you, do you have an Amazon Echo or a Google um, Home thing in your house? No, actually, I don't. I have a computer. I have a, I'm joking. I, I have a computer. I can watch anything I want on there. And it, well, you know, it's, it, well, it's an audio thing, right? And I think us Italians don't like to be recorded a lot. Just kidding. So we uh, all tend to have it because they do listen to your voice. So point being is if you have an Amazon Alexa or Echo, whatever the heck it's called these days, or the, or the Apple Siri, um, the search is audio search. Hey, who's a good uh, painter in the Woodbridge, New Jersey area? You know, it's not painter Woodbridge or painter New Jersey. It's a long tail. So when you want to optimize whatever you're looking to optimize for, be considerate, even if it's written form, be considerate of voice-centric searches. I think as much as 20% of the searches are voice. What about Siri? Hey, what's the nearest barbershop near me that's open right now? So if you're optimized for voice, voice search, as Gary V says, is the new NCAT. And I, I believe in that wholeheartedly. I can get my brain around that right now with, uh, with the voice search and all that. One thing I did want to focus on is we talk, I, talked, I brought up hashtags and how important, and if that was important at all. And you brought up, it's more important to have the long tail, the phrase, I'm the best podcaster in the Western United States. You know, that's a long tail, that's multiple words and put that on the title. So it's not, it's not as important as just having that, that hashtag. I think that's old business from years back. It's not as, it doesn't seem to be as big anymore to have that hashtag on the title. That is correct. Ah, big change there. Cause, cause I see that growing, but I think it's people, the Johnny come lately is it's, it's not that big right now. Johnny, I'm also going to give you, I'm going to give you some good news too. Oh, good. You ready for it? In the past, we needed a videographer, an editor, maybe a sound grip if you're you know, doing better audio and stuff, and higher production stuff, if you will, videos specifically, tend not to be as trusted by millennials and um, Gen Z because they think it's too marketing-ish. So the current trend, and this has been sticking around a while, um, is to document. Just document. So if you're a flower shop, you should document putting your stuff together. Maybe your latest array of bouquets. Maybe you have new plants that are in season that are perfect for your house. I don't know, right? But instead of having a whole production crew come in and spend upwards of thousands of dollars, you just grab your, in my case, my broken phone, 
and just take video with maybe minor editing if you need it and post and people like real and raw versus edited and contrived. So documentation now, if it's authentic, will always be manufactured, always. Depending which business you're in, look at the filmmaking business and you need to edit and have a, a higher production value. But for the most part, most verticals could benefit from documenting their journey. This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues about winning in media with Tom Lavecchia. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Dear podcasters and influencers, have you ever wondered why your show is so good? but your listener numbers are so low? It's time to supercharge your podcast and social media. Imagine what would happen to your podcast if you could have tens of thousands of new listeners and subscribers. You're really good and you have great guests. So what's the difference between your show and the big ones? Well, it boils down to two simple but not easy things, the number of listeners and the number of subscribers. You know exactly what I mean. You recorded an episode, the guest was fantastic. You're completely on your game, and you can't wait to release it. This is going to be the one that would make your show viral, so you think. Then a day, three days later, a week later, you keep checking your downloads, and you can't believe the numbers are so low. You check with the server if there's an issue, and the response is, no, everything is good. So what the heck is going on? I may not know you yet, but one thing I do know for sure is, because I've been there, Oftentimes, the best podcasts go unheard, particularly if you've come to the podcast world a little later than the big guys. So how do you become as popular as the top-rated podcasts? Like I said, it comes down to two simple but not easy things, listeners and subscribers. You know as well as I do, you have to do a great job to keep your listeners. But the truth is, you can't keep listeners you haven't got. There is a solution. Imagine what would happen to your podcast if you could have tens of thousands of new listeners and subscribers. Imagine what that would do for your social media following. Imagine having guests lining up to be on your show rather than you having to search them out. Okay, you probably do get a lot of guests. Not all podcasts get a lot of good quality guests for the niche or the niche that they're into, but that's just part of it. They'll just line up trying to get on your show. Today, I get probably at least a thousand requests a month to get on my show. Yeah, it's that much. So that's what I'm talking about. And this is what we have to offer. We offer you tens of thousands of listeners. We offer you tens of thousands of social media followers. You know me, right? I started Revenue Chat Radio back in fall 2015. My first few shows had a mere number of listeners, and I struggled to crack the code to become a top podcaster. Today, the Tony D'Urso Show is the number one talk show on Voice America with 20 million listens and downloads. And I have some five, 600 interviews of some of the most successful people in their category, whom I call elite entrepreneurs. My show is nationally syndicated on U.S. radio stations, on Roku, as well as all other podcast platforms. And I am an Amazon bestselling author with Elite Entrepreneurs. So when it comes to grow a following of loyal listeners and subscribers, I know a few things, and I'm here to help you get listeners 
hearing your podcast. You want thousands of new people checking out your podcast, right? Like most podcasters, you've probably tried to do it all yourself and you know it's another full-time job. You likely understand the importance of growing your social media following, right? So if you're like most podcasters who are reaching for the top, you've taken webinars, seminars, and workshops to learn how to grow your social media and bring people to your podcast in hopes that you can turn them into loyal listeners. Maybe you're downloading ebooks, buying books, buying classes, doing this and doing that just to learn how to get more people, more exposure, more sales. We've all done it, and I can't tell you how much time and money I wasted. It's freaking exhausting. I spent years doing all of it only to learn the latest and greatest becomes outdated faster than you can learn it. What I do works. I provide you with people through social media. They're not bots or other nonsense. This is all organic. I write short posts that pack a punch, and I have a very large social media following. The posts are based only on your podcast content, and I provide you a precise example of what I posted. My posts get millions of impressions, and I help you build your social authority. There comes a point where a show develops more momentum. For that momentum to take place, it's essential to have authority on the social media platforms so that your listeners and subscribers are evangelists for your podcasts. Our services provide you with real people organic followers. You want thousands of people landing on your podcast or your social media page, right? Now it's up to you. Are you playing around in the podcast space or are you committed to your show becoming one of the top talked about shared and listened show out there? Let's send organic live people to your podcast. Historically, a high percentage become listeners and let's grow your social media. Reach out and let's talk about your needs and schedule a chat with me. Go to Tony. D-U-R-S-O.com slash grow. That's G-R-O-W. And go all the way down to the bottom, click the link and schedule a chat with me and I'll go over things with you. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O.com slash grow. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and click that link. And I look forward to chatting with you. You're listening to The Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on The Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is Winning in Media with Tom Lavecchia. And help us grow to help all entrepreneurs and small businesses the world over. If you can write a quick review for our podcast on Apple, that would be wonderful. Simply go to Apple Podcasts, use any Apple device, and search for Tony, D-U-R-S-O. Make sure the Tony D'Urso Show shows up in the search and click it. Then click the link that says, Listen on Apple Podcasts. Once that opens, scroll down and click on Ratings and Reviews, and then write a review. I thank you kindly. And now back to the chat with Tom. If you look at my social media even when this comes out, you're going to see a lot of images here and there. I'm in, I'm in the forest. I'm working on trees. I'm planting. I'm, I'm, I'm cleaning up brush. I'm doing all these things. And I have been to a lot of sites, you know, looking at equipment, looking at how to speed this up, looking at do I have to do this old school by hand, you know, all sorts of stuff. And 
I see videos. I see a lot of videos. They are, as you mentioned, they're they're highly produced. They're edited. They're they're tight. They're clean. This is how you use this machine to mulch your branches. But this is how you measure it, blah, blah. And all this technical stuff, which is what we expect, we're used to. And then that helps us decide which machine we want to buy or which service. Just about every business. You know which machine? You know which machine you buy, Tony? The one you find first. Right? So so make sure whether it's manufactured and edited or whether it's raw, just make sure you're in the top of that search. And then more than likely you'll be the one that's bought. Well, that works when I'm when I'm shopping for a greeting card. It's always the first one that grabs my attention. I pull it up, I love it, and then I pick two, three, four more. But I always wind up going back to the first one because it's the one that got my attention first. Well, so hold on. So hold on. You are process driven, meaning just because it says the best wood chipper, right, in their own website is self-proclamation, you'll go ahead and check like review sites. So I call that surrogate SEO, right? So whether your Yelp account, your Google local, Google My Business, whatever it's called these days, you want to make sure you not only rank but on authority sites that give reviews that you get good uh, ratings uh, for your business. Cause that might be a qualifier or also a disqualifier for people that tend to do a little deeper dive into your business. Yep. Makes perfect sense. So for our businesses, if you don't have a video that documents your process or processes, do it. Even if you just do it rough and raw, it doesn't have to be highly edited. Put that up on YouTube with some good long tail phrases about what you're good at and how you're good at. And it, it engages more with people because it's the real deal. We've talked quite a bit about social media. We've been heavy on the video side, which is fine. I just want to check and double check, Tom, anything else that we should do or know about in relation to social media to stay on that wave of changes that it's going through. Well, I, I still like podcasting. So maybe podcasting is not a social media thing per se, right? But if you do like audio, Clubhouse is a great tool. Clubhouse is a newer social media. You can set up a room. You can set up a topic. People might come in. You could actually invite them to come in and speak to them live, or they could just kind of listen one way. So if you're an audio person, you can start that podcast. Or if you're worried about starting your podcast, maybe you set up a Clubhouse room and talk about whatever your business is or make it geo-targeted. And you might get people that come that may want to listen to your message or at the very least hear about your business so they can learn more. I bought an olive cake from somebody in like an Italian-American chat room. She's an Italian-American entrepreneur. She made olive cake, olive oil cake. And I had a box. I wanted to support a fellow Italian-American, a fellow entrepreneur. I didn't like it, <laughs> but at least I ordered it and I met, met through Clubhouse. It must not be uh, Sicilian or uh, Southern it- Italian. I've never heard of an olive cake. I hope that doesn't date me too much. Not going to lie. I thought it was going to be better, to be honest with you. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Tom, we're always on the lookout for what helps us bring success or it helps us take our business to the next level. And one of the things that I love learning from, as well as my audience, are the personal habits what habits do you have that you feel contribute to your success of accomplishing your vision? It's a double-edged sword. Uh, I'm always dialed in. So I always have my phone with me. Um, I keep my alerts on. I don't work 
as hard as I used to. Like, I don't like wake up at like 8 a.m. I got a baby, so she <laughs> doesn't keep us up at night. So I wake up a little later than other people. So let's even wake up at 8.30, which I think is late for some people. Um, when I get up, I don't like come downstairs, grab my espresso, and then work till like 6 p.m. I'm not like that hardcore like I used to, right? But I may work a four-hour sprint, relax a little bit, go for a walk, hang out with the baby, hang out with my fiance, be with my kids, and then, you know, kind of maybe another two hours later, and then at night do some emails. So I probably piece together a full day, but it's not consecutive, and I'm always dialed in, so I very rarely miss anything. So that's where I'm pretty strong, but then also it kind of is hard because the boundaries get blurred a little bit. So you got to be careful that it doesn't bleed over to too much personal time. And I do try my best to be engaged when I'm with my children. I'd be the first to tell you I am guilty that if I get that text message or you get that email from a client or something happens, it might take me away for a little bit. But I have categorically did a 180 in terms of making sure I'm present and engaged when I have to be. It means putting down the phone. It means putting it in silent. I do that. But that's one of the things that make me strong. I'm always dialed in, but I try not to let it consume me. Tom, for me, the big takeaway of what you've just said is when you wake up in the morning, you go downstairs and you grab that espresso. I got it. (laughs) That's key. That's right. Tom, are there any other great resources that you would like to share with our audience entrepreneurs? Anything that you want to, uh, any good book you're reading or anything that you feel you'd like to share with them? In terms of books and stuff, I'm kind of going back to um, the basics. I know our mutual friend Jeremy had Robert Greene on, 48 Laws of Power. I'm revisiting that. I'm just trying to... So the other, uh, Art of Business Wars by David Bush, he he does the um, Business Wars podcast. I have the pleasure of having him on my podcast. I like how, you know, Netflix versus uh, Blockbuster, Coke versus Pepsi. So the strategies and people kind of do the war game in business, I'm pretty fascinated. So those are kind of two, two things that I'm... Uh, Art of Business War is a newer book, uh, even though the Business War has been around. And then obviously 40 Laws of Power have been forever, but I'm revisiting that as a reference word. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. Thank you for sharing those references. We're going to check them out. Once again, we talked about winning in media, new media, the new changes. We talked about new theory with Tom Lavecchia. Tom, thank you so much for sharing this. this is quite a bit. It changes. It's tweaking, you know. What used to work is now modified a little bit. And I think that what you've said, I'm going to work on that to to rocket my YouTube views as well. I think there's some great information here. Not think there is some great information here. I appreciate the takeaways. And I just want to thank you so much for hanging out with us. My pleasure. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. This was intriguing, a great interview about one of my most favorite subjects. We talked about winning in media with Tom Lavecchia. Great topics of my passion. And I hope that you've learned some things from this. We talked about, well, what happened to media? Why it requires us to really give it a fresh look. A lot of changes. I don't have to say that. I'm tired of hearing people say that there's a lot of changes. But there have been a lot of changes. And that means also changes in the media. So how do you roll with those punches? What is the new environment? How do you get your brand out there now with message? And we talked about YouTube, which is a future, the visual. You've heard this quite a bit and it's, you haven't heard it enough. It is the new future, more and more video. People want to turn something on and watch and see 
And that's good for your brand. That's good for talking about your business. It's good for documenting what you do and so forth. We talked about so many things in terms of what we can do to social media. Really have a good listen with this and understand some of the points we talked about. It was perhaps a little technical, but really very important points. And I want to thank you for spending some time with us. And I hope that you share this with someone whom you believe would be helped by this and wants to get their business going. Friends help friends succeed. All right, let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks, guys. And remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. 